Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. The funny thing is, for years before he came out, it was always like the girls would like fawn over him, but then their boyfriends would like fawn over me because they're like, dude, you play guitar? Man, that's so cool. I'm like, this is backwards. (laughs) What a great way to wrap up Pride Month. Love it. Brothers Osborne are in the center stage spotlight this week as we bring you the last of three episodes we taped live at CMA Fest. I'm Amber Anderson. And I'm Kelly Sutton. Thank you so much for checking out Country Heat Weekly. And if you were in the audience that day when we taped this live, then you already know the name of Brothers Osborne's next album. And if you weren't, you're going to have to keep listening to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were supposed to tell us the name of the album, actually. But... <laughs> Nobody told us to take it out, so we're leaving it in. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned for that. It's coming up. The guys also share a part of their history that they've never really talked about before. I mean, John and TJ spill all the tea. All of it. And they give us the backstory on the song we've got in the Country Heat playlist, Nobody's Nobody. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, we'll get an update on John and Lucy's twin babies, (gasps) Maybelle and Arthur, which we know is what everyone really wants to hear. Yeah. But first, we've got some country music things to catch up on. You know, I've been kind of out of the loop. We just took a family vacation to Hawaii, so I've been gone and I'm on a different time mm-hmm. zone. So you got to tell me what I missed. <laughs> okay, well, starting here in the Country Heat House, Amazon Music launched a new series called Songline. And the first episode features a live set from friend of the pod, Madeline Edwards. I love her. Okay, she's one of our Amazon Music Breakthrough Artists to Watch of 2023, in case you forgot. Yes, she is. Now, this show, Songlines, was taken from a songwriter's round Madeline did with Kate York and Laura Veltz. I mean legends at the legendary Bluebird Cafe. Oh, I bet that was amazing. It is. And because we have friends in high places here at Amazon Music, we've got a sneak peek for everyone to check out. I'm just going to preface that I have actually never sung this live um, apart from the record. Uh, There might be some cracks and imperfections, but that's the beautiful thing about it. So I wrote this song about my husband. Last year was a really tough year for us. Uh, He has Crohn's disease and he was in the hospital for about two months. You know, as a spouse and as a as a wife, I want to I want to be as supportive as I can to him. And I wanted to write him a song that showed him, you know, I'm always here for you and you can always lean on me. Okay, putting this on my must listen list. Where do I find it? Open your Amazon Music app. Okay. And just search for Madeline Edwards. It is linked right on her artist page. I like that. Done. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Okay, I did see the news that Dan and Shay are going to be making history as the first duo judge on NBC's singing competition, The Voice. I guess instead of like turning a chair, they're now going to be turning a love seat because it's connected <laughs> together. <laughs> I love your <laughs> turning a love seat. Yeah, it'll be interesting because it sounds like they have one vote yeah. between them. So what happens if they don't agree? I don't know. Like, Dan wants to turn around, but Shay's like, no, they're not that great. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Shay sets the bar really high for singers. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to watch. But we are going to have to wait until season 24 to find out what that looks like. We haven't even seen season 23 yet. Right. And we are all anxiously awaiting Reba to slay that. Mm -hmm. You know, she will. It's kind of odd that they announced the cast for season 24 so early. But we're really excited to have double, or should we say triple, country representation. Absolutely. Love yeah. that. Okay, what else? Well, you remember Lainey Wilson hard-launched her relationship with former Steelers NFL player Duck Hodges on the ACM red carpet. Oh, please don't tell me they broke up. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness, no. In fact, Lainey told People Magazine she's been writing a lot of love songs lately, which is something she's never been able to do before. I am so glad to hear that. When you said it, I was like, uh-oh. I think that they've actually been together a couple years before they ever went public. Lainey said that she had to make sure that he was the right one for the right reasons before she told the whole world about him. You know what? We're just going to send this one out. You better be good to our girl, Duck, because we take care of our country music family around here. We're just... We're watching you. That's right. That's right. We did get to talk to him. <laughs> we did. Backstage at ACMs. I fangirled him a little bit as a Steelers yeah. fan. Yeah. We got a picture. He was great. Yeah. So he gets two thumbs up from us, Lainey. But yeah, you got to take care of our girl, Duck. And speaking of family, we've got John and TJ Osborne in their center stage spotlight live from CMA Fest coming up next. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all. And tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
Country music was practically built on family harmonies, going all the way back to the Carter family. Over the years, you've had Osborne brothers, we've had the Everly brothers, we've had the Kendalls and the Judds. Musical genes definitely run in the family. And our guests today are brothers Mm -hmm. and best buds who hail from the country music hotbed that is Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) They are also the reigning duo of the year, both the CMA and ACM, with nine of those trophies between the two organizations. Plus, they've got a Grammy on their shelf as well. Not too bad. Not too bad. They're also just like the best humans and two of our favorite people. So y'all give a big welcome to Brothers Brothers Osborne. Osborne. I promise I won't touch your hair. You're good. Okay. You guys look fantastic. Happy CMA Fest, y'all. Happy CMA Fest. Yes. All right. Happy Pride, TJ. It was it's a big, uh, it's a we big were, week. We were backstage, and it was it's really dark back there, and it's so bright out here. It's quite like overwhelming. I know, I need to, like, but it's good to see you all. This is amazing. <laughs> John's gonna put his shades on. That's okay. Yeah. That's a look. Um, first, first of all, I think everybody has to know how are the babies. They are they are amazing. They're getting chubbier by the second, which I love. Yes. But holy hell, do they keep you busy? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it's like whack-a-mole. Once you got one down, the other one's like, man, like, oh my god. You know, fine. You get that one down, the other one's like, okay, you smell like poop. Okay, now I'm gonna change that diaper. So, it's a lot. My sweet wife Lucy is there taking care of them now. So I'm just here sitting in a chair talking to people. It's great. <laughs> What would you say your dad's super skill is? Have oh. you found one thing that you feel like you're like, I'm just really good at this? You know, I, so we grew up around a lot of babies. Just we have a big family and we would hold them. And then, you know, you always kind of cradle them. Like, you hold them like this, you know, and in front of you. Yeah. I realized like you could just hold them like a football. You know, you like you got the head in the hand, and you got the legs between the arm, and you're just like it's like you're it's like you're up for the Heisman Trophy or something. You're just like running around the house doing stuff. Um, it seems highly unsafe, but for those that don't know, I'm huge, so it works out. <laughs> Is Lucy terrified that yes. you're running around? The oh, house? she's terrified all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle TJ, how many diapers have you changed? I have not. I like you know they're at the point now where their heads don't stay up, so I feel a little intimidated by holding them because. Okay. The other thing, if you get to know our family, we are also very known for our clumsiness. Oh. And so, big heads. And big heads. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, you know, I, I want to get to the, the age where I can, I can toss them around. Okay. All right. That's, that's probably safe. I'm just thinking about Lucy this whole time. <laughs> I know. Her anxiety is probably like, what are, what are yeah, you doing with my kids? She's an amazing mother <laughs> and she's very attentive, but almost too attentive. Like, you know, I want to roll them around, do some crazy stuff. And she's like, please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Let them get a little bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, CMA Fest. You guys used to come as fans, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have a core CMA Fest memory of the past that you can point to? Gosh, I'm like trying to tell the story without dating myself, but... I, uh, you know, John, we we moved, we were from Maryland originally, as you hollered out earlier. <laughs> Happy Harbor, baby, let's go! And he's allowed to talk because he's actually wearing one of our shirts. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, I, I moved down here when I was 16, as and John was uh, 18 at the time. I was I was 13. 
I remember specifically um, uh, meeting uh, Craig Morgan and thinking like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening right now. And he was super nice. And then from that whole experience, he took pictures with us and signed a bunch of stuff for us. And that moment always sticks with me. You know, it was, it's, it's tough sometimes. You know, we always try to say hi to people. Some, a lot of times we're usually running behind and we're really late. So we, we're like, sorry, we literally cannot stop and say hello. So I always try to remember that now when I'm here uh, to, to try and take time to say hi to other people. Now, you both worked at the Hall of Fame at one point, right? Yeah, yeah we both did, yeah, uh, which is interesting you bring that up. I actually just saw Kyle Young last night who's the, who, who yeah. runs the place. But John served in the, uh, it was called Sobro Grill, and John served there. And then I did banquet serving um, there. I just I dressed up in a tuxedo, and I'd walk around and, you know, and hand, hand people, I don't know, hors d'oeuvres or some stuff I was not allowed to eat, but I had to hold all day. Literally, as we arrived here today, so one of our old co-workers who was working backstage doing banquet serving came up and said hello. So when we, w we first got uh, our exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame, right. it was a really amazing moment where people that we literally worked with uh, were up there. It was it was kind of weird because they were working the event, which made me feel really awful. But for them, there was this massive sense of pride yeah. that you know I, we had made it from the kitchen literally to uh, upstairs on the on the floor, another place that I was originally not allowed to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we I mean, that's made. like the ultimate American dream story yeah. in a way, you know, to go from literally working in the kitchen to standing in front um, uh, of, you know, a giant glass display case with um, our guitars and our clothes and stuff in there. That is so cool. And yeah. when you were standing there, was there one piece of memorabilia that you put in that exhibit that really typified the moment when you knew you'd made it? I think just being in the exhibit yeah. you know, was a really, really cool moment, um, especially seeing your, it around with other iconic people. You're like to be in that, that group and, be, and to be considered um, and to see your, your clothes in there. And you know, now it's a little different. When we first got asked to do it, John and I were just started making some money, but we weren't like, we didn't have money really. And so we were like, we do get these things back, right? Like, you, yeah. I, I yeah. don't actually want to give you that guitar. I want the guitar back. <laughs> yeah, well, for, for me, it was definitely a guitar because being a musician first, ha walking through the Country Music Hall of Fame, I always was like, man, I just want to reach in there and grab that guitar and see how it plays and be a part of it. And then so it was a high, high honor to have, you know, an instrument in there amidst all of these very iconic um, instruments that we've seen over the years. So cool. And one last question about CMA Fest. Is there a specific, I mean, I don't know, maybe a fan interaction or even just a moment as performers that really sticks out? Well, certainly the first time we played the stadium. And so that's another really amazing experience as I'm sure you all have had, got to witness with people that you're fans of starting off at these little tiny stages and then you get up to the next stage and next thing you're in the stage in front of Bridgestone and now you're on the stage on, a, on the riverfront and you're like, oh my God. But really your whole dream is to make it across the river and play the stadium. And when that moment happened. It was, it was actually, I can almost cry talking about it now when I was just there and the people were there. It was definitely, um, you know, our lives are so like, Chase, go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. But to sit there in a moment and actually be like, wow, we did it. We are here. It was like, it was almost like, I almost had to be like, I got to restart the song. It was like, I'll never, I'll never forget it. It really was, um, 
It was incredible. It's, it's like climbing this ladder, and every rung, it just gets a little bit steeper, a little bit steeper, and then we finally made it to the, to the stadium. By the way, side note, I don't know if, if we like, was just, Chris Stapleton had to pull out because I think he broke his finger or something like that. So, Chris Stapleton, thank you for breaking your finger. That's why we got to play. <laughs> The stadium show. That's <laughs> true. I did So if you want to break another <laughs> finger, we'll gladly play the Grammys, you know, whatever. <laughs> we got stand-ins. Yeah, <laughs> no exactly. Stapleton no stand-ins. So we have music news to share. You guys are working on the fourth studio album. Where are we on that process? Like, what's happening? It's completely finished. It's, okay. all, it's all ready to roll. Um, and we're just slowly rolling it out. And... Um, we have our first single out now called Nobody's Nobody, and we released um, three other tracks. I don't I think beyond that, I, I don't know, it's hard. We don't I, know what the we hell we're doing. But, uh, and we will we'll be kind of trickling some new tunes as it, as it comes out. But we've, we worked with a, a new producer named Mike Elizondo, who's got a, a very long history um, in the music business. Everywhere from, I mean, literally doing the music from like, in Kanto for, to Disney to working with Dr. Dre and Eminem Records and um, doing, uh, he just does it all, really. That's and he's cool. an incredibly nice guy. Um, and so we thought, you know, let's work with someone who can challenge us musically and, and see what we come up with. Um, we wanted to change it up at being our fourth uh, record, studio record. So we're really excited to have some new music out there. And there's a ton left to be released. And we're just, we're just, chomping at the, the bit to get it out there. We're excited, too. You guys have lived a lot of life since the last album. TJ coming out publicly, you becoming a dad. Yeah. How has that all influenced this new music? Well, becoming a dad, I was like, okay, we got to write songs that make a lot of money. <laughs> because they're so expensive! <laughs> the yeah. amount of yeah. money you spend before they're even in the world. Like, they're not here yet. <laughs> we need all this stuff. Apparently you do, and then you need more once they come around. So, no, I'm joking, obviously, about the needing money. But, I mean, I do have a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> I'll send you guys the link. <laughs> no, I mean, I, in all seriousness, life reflects art. Art reflects life. And they speak to each other, and they should, right? I mean, art is simply a reflection of, uh, of life and your reality and the things that you've done and the places that you've been. Um, otherwise, like, why are you doing it? For me, having kids and being, growing into yourself, it gives you a fresher perspective on things. It kind of, the per, like, these kids do not care. Like, you win an award, I don't care, I'm hungry. Uh, you did this, you got a number one, I don't care, wipe my butt. Like, they don't care. And, I, and in a way, it's actually rather freeing because the two most, three now, including my wife, but now the, the two most important people in my lives, all they care about is just, you know, me being there and me being a person. And now that, that reflects my creative self a lot because it's not about grandeur and it's not about the awards. It's not about the stuff. It's just about being myself, and that's the most important part. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a great point to wrap it up in being yourself, and that's... That was a big thing for me, I think. You know, just all of us as individuals, we go through our lives trying to be what we think other people uh, want us to be. And as you're an artist, it's like that is like multiplied by a million. You just, you're constantly guessing what other people are going to think, what other people are going to like. And as we grow into our careers, um, they're just, it's not that I don't care about that, because I certainly do. But I think there just becomes a priority on what it is that brings me joy and brings me happiness and being okay with being myself, even beyond my sexuality. I think both of us are at a point where we really trust ourselves 
more than we ever did before. Where before yeah. we would really lean on other people's opinion, and it might change it for the better, but it could also change it for the worst. So yeah. I thought, you know, I would rather uh, be in a position to where I just trust myself, trust my own instincts. I will lean on other people when I'm confused or a little lost. And that is, I think, where we're at now with uh, this project. Yeah. All right. Do you want to break some news and tell everybody what the name of it's going to be? Hang on. They're clapping. <laughs> yeah, it was good, right? <laughs> you, I know they're clapping. You know, this is, this is, this is... Performing 101, once they clap, you don't interrupt it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. In fact, you encourage it. <laughs> he wants more clapping. See? All right. The, the, Lively see, crowd. <laughs> I am so sorry. Just, it fills that narcissism tank. <laughs> Just, mm, I Look, love it. The journalist to me is like, give us the scoop. What's the name we of the wanted album? The scoop. I want to know. I'm always <laughs> well, trying to get and the, mine the is, scoop. mine is, fill my ego. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ego, we've actually self-titled the record. Is so that ego? yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, you know, we did. We thought, and that was the thing. We've uh, uh, to springboard off of what I just said last is we've always kind of um, had a little bit of like this, um, it really kind of this intentional kind of veil and some mystery, mystery there. Um, and we thought, let's you know, let's lean into it. Let's really uh, put ourselves out there. Time will tell, but we really think that this is will be our defining record so we we just thought let's uh if there's a, a time to to self-title it it's now this is a trend i love that that yeah. we're because we talked to i think it was like russell dickerson brandy clark brandy clark yeah about Hers is being like three to four records in and then doing the self-title yeah I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, do. I think we're gonna have to change it. <laughs> you know, honestly, no, but You're I love that though. No. I love it though. It's well, good. I, I think it's a couple things. One, it's just hard to title things for, like, literally, our name is Brothers Osborne. There's a, we just took another band's name and flipped the words around. <laughs> so we're, not, we're not that creative. And our last name is Osborne, and we're brothers. I mean, just come on. <laughs> Like, yeah. believe it or not, we're, like, we're the ones writing songs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Part of the process of being in the studio, putting records out, playing them in front of audiences, learning what people love, meeting all the fans, knowing what they love, them giving you the feedback. It all goes into this, like, crazy concoction, and then out comes you. And I think that's why people wait a few albums to self-title, because you're, you're not who you are on album one. You just, you just aren't. You will learn so much by being on the road and being in the studio, and it just seemed fitting for us to, to do that. How do you break a tie? Is it flip a coin? Is it, you know, it has to be unanimous? How does it work? You're, are you trying to start an argument we right now? punch each other in the face. <laughs> yeah, just literally. poking the bear. Just no. poking the bear. I mean, that's originally, honestly, why we started co-writing with other people, literally. Was really? Because it just helped us not argue. <laughs> and, we know, and, we, and through that, we've worked with some amazing songwriters who really have changed our lives. But um, that can be challenging. You know, when John and I were younger i would we would always say we would think of how many buttons can i press to piss him off right now he was really good at it yeah there's a lot of buttons now it's the opposite it's like how do i not press any of those and get our point across mainly you know he's getting better at it i am getting better yeah Yeah. it's still still a work in progress but that's a challenging time because you know the thing is this might this is the first time we probably talked about it publicly for no reason then it just never was relevant but we you know there was a time where John and I weren't really getting along very well and we which was really not normal for us and um, we saw a couple therapists it was extremely helpful yeah it really was and uh, 
you know, the guy sat down and he's like, you guys aren't getting along right now because you really care so much. You know, it'd be one thing if one of you didn't give a shit, that would be a problem. But he's like, you're fighting because you both care about, you want it to be the best. And I think now knowing that, I know when he's giving me opposition or I'm giving him opposition, it's really because we want the best for our music and for us. And so seeing it through that lens and trying to, you know, see what happens. The other thing is just trying it. When someone's like, I got an idea. Instead of saying, nah, I don't like that idea. Let's just do it and see what happens. And then, it, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll all come out in the wash. It's really, really hard when you're right all the time. So Hold on. I think Lucy's calling me right now. I don't know. What was that? He's not right all the time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Exactly. Nice try. Someone who's right all the time just called you. Jumping back into new music, the new single, Nobody's Nobody. Give us a story of how that song came to life. Yeah, so we wrote that um, with uh, Kendall Marvel, who we've written a lot of songs with. You can applaud for Kendall Marvel. Yes. He's awesome. Come on now. Show that man okay. some love. But, um, <laughs> but we wrote it with Kendall and uh, Mike Elizondo, and we started writing a song. You know, um, the, the, the song we wrote previous to that was Younger Me. We ended up winning a Grammy. Because, and, but all the songs we've written before that are like, you know, about fighting and drinking and stuff. And we were like, I think we kind of want to, you know, I think we're growing up a little bit, Kendall. We're gonna, we have to start being adults at some point. So we wrote Younger Me. So we're like, I think we've got a vibe going on here. And um, we started writing another song about drinking and fighting and stuff, and it didn't work <laughs> out. And uh, we went outside just to kind of break up the monotony. We came back in, and our producer, Mike, he was playing that very beginning intro part, which is, um, I want to say it's like a Fender Rhodes with a delay on it. So it's like, I'm like, man, that sounds awesome. What is that? He's like, I don't know. I just started playing it. And then Kendall was like, well, I've got this title um, called Nobody's Nobody. And we're like, why didn't you say that the first time? That's amazing. <laughs> and um, we just sat down and, you know, we banged our heads against a wall trying to write the previous idea. Um, because here's the thing. Sometimes songs just want to be written and sometimes they don't. And in that moment, Nobody's Nobody wanted to be written because we wrote it in probably 45 minutes. It just fell out. And we knew once we were done, like we were on to something really special because... You know, it's, it's uplifting, it sounds commercial, but it also has a message. And, you know, my brother and I just love deeper messages and deeper meanings and things that have a much wider scope. Um, and when we got done with the recording, it was, it was quite obvious to us that's how we wanted to lead this album. You guys are working the summer festivals hard. The circuit is like, I'm looking at this and going, wow, you're going to be on the road a lot. So do you guys share a bus? How does that work? Yeah, we have uh, we have a bus for uh, that John and I um, have. That's ours, which is it's really quite comical because we've shared a room our entire lives and have slept in bunk beds. Our Your entire dad told lives. me about yeah. the bunk beds. <laughs> I remember. You know, there was a moment where we didn't do this, but now we're back on bunk beds again on this bus. <laughs> it's, and it's hilarious. You know, we we spent years being in a twelve passenger van get done with the show you pack up and drive all night to go to the next show and it's fun but it beats you up and so when you get a bus it's just like what the hell i can't believe it and the fact that we're now on our own bus is pretty is pretty uh, insane especially now with the babies coming i will be like hey what about us not being on the same bus no. <laughs> but no i'm actually really really looking forward to it because it's uh you know a family affair up there it's kind of amazing though we got to design it which it seems a bit because what what typically happens is artists start out on like one bus and then yeah. they, they get a thing called star coach which i hate that term star coach like <laughs> i am so important it's a bus with a bed in it <laughs> get over yourself 
But anyway, I'm like, so they would have one giant king bed in the back. And right. I'm like, that's kind of weird if my brother and I shared. I mean, we did go to couples therapy, but we're not going to be sharing a bed right. in the back of the bus. <laughs> so what do we do? I'm like, well, we'll sleep in bunk beds again, dude. That's what we did until I graduated high school. We'll sleep in bunk beds. And they built it out so they're like a little bit wider. So we feel like we have some room and some comfort. And we have um, six other smaller bunks for when we have visitors because we do have a lot of family and, and our partners come out and all that stuff. Um, but, but it's pretty amazing. Okay, so this episode is going to air at the end of Pride Month. And I can only imagine the stories, the comments, people that have probably been reaching out to you since you've publicly come out. Talk to us about sitting and understanding the impact that you're having on so many people that see themselves in you. I don't, I don't think. I don't really think I do quite understand the impact of it. Um, I get told from people, and it is a great reminder. Um, you know, what was really interesting at the time uh, when that happened, people were like, we don't care, just shut up and sing, And which is, when it's so funny when you get told to shut up and sing because that's actually impossible. It's you're an like, oxymoron. You're like, yeah, I cannot shut up and sing at the same time. It's just not how that works. <laughs> but anyhow, some people are like, no one cares, no one cares. To me, I'm like, that's fine. I would love for no one to care. You know, really, that's, that, that doesn't hurt my feelings. That's encouraging if that's true. The fact is that that just isn't true. I could go on and on about it, but I, with, without a doubt, I'm by far the happiest I've ever been in my life. And So happy. Uh, thank you. And I, I really feel at peace with myself for the first time, truly. Uh, that's amazing. We just had Brandy Clark come in and chat with us, and we were talking about a lot of things. And one of the things that we asked her, and I, I want to ask you as well, is what can Nashville do better? What can country music do better to help support LGBTQ? Like, what, what needs to happen? Because the conversation is happening, but... How, what can we do that would make it even move faster? Uh, it's, it's really tough. It's such like a, you know, a, a very broad right. thing, and it's different for every single person. Because you know? one thing that's really interesting for me that it took me a second that I had to acknowledge at first, while it was tough for me in so many ways, I also have a lot of privileges in the, in the gay community of me being particularly uh, straight passing. Now, the awkward part of this is that I still every day have to come out to people and especially since I'm with someone whose name is Abby I'm like they always think it's a girl and then I'm like this is so awkward I don't know how to get out of what's happening right now and it's really truly uncomfortable not that it doesn't make me upset or mad at all it's just kind of like when someone's calling you the wrong name and you're like that's not my name I don't know if I should correct you or not I feel like when I do you're going to feel bad and I don't want you to feel bad and so I'm just going to let you call me the wrong name for the whole conversation. The yeah. funny thing is, for years before he came out, it was always like the girls would like fawn over him. But then their boyfriends would like fawn over me because they're like, dude, you play guitar? Man, that's so cool. I'm like, this is backwards. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I'll take what I can get. Uh, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> but to, to, your, to your question, it's... I don't even know how to answer it other than just be there when you're needed and show your support and uh, speak up for people when, when they need it. Because it's, you know, just truly having allies and people that speak up for people and support people and just let people wave their flag, how, whatever flag that is, um, is super, super important. Yeah. Well, well we are so proud of you. Yes. Thank we are you. so proud Same. of you. <laughs> Thanks. Representation matters. It's super important. We love it. Okay. 
We're going to wrap up like we always do. You've played this with us before. John, this is your first time. So you ready? We love to play burning questions. Burning it's questions. Burning it's questions. It's rapid fire. It's what puts the heat in country heat. Uh-oh. Oh. You can both answer. You can both answer. Okay. 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 Most bougie thing on your rider. We actually do not have a bougie rider. We keep it very, very simple. I mean, Herodura tequila is, is, is a little, little bit expensive. But we're pretty simple people. Yeah, I would say yeah, tequila. It's like fifty dollars. The only it's thing that crazy. is a must on the rider, just Coors Light. That's we're simple. Yeah. We're so boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> chips and it's like literally chips and sauce, peanut M and M's, bottles of water, and booze. That's literally it. Like truly, I'm not. Kidding. So if you're throwing a party for yeah. them, there you go. Make sure you've got all those exactly. things. Favorite musical duo of all time. Oh God, that's hard to say. I don't know why immediately just Brooks and Dunn comes to mind. Um, they're just the best. Yeah. We like to talk about all these trophies you've been collecting. Where do you display your awards? I have uh, all of my awards done in a, like a music room of my house. However, I still am basking in the glory of our Grammy win, so I put that in the living room. Amen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As you should. John? As you should. <laughs> my- Oh my God! I wish you could see this. Mine is 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 like kind of a dim music area. It's not like not the first thing you see when you walk in the door. It's the second thing you see. But it's <laughs> no, it's but there's a, a shelf where I have them all up. But we're we're converting this room into like a kids' room. So right now there are literally kids' toys in front of all of them. It's, it's, I'm serious. I am not lying. These kids are so spoiled. <laughs> okay, international venue that you want to play or play again. Royal Albert Hall, I think I'd really like That'd to play that. That'd be amazing. That, uh, we yeah. haven't done that yet. I think that's kind of next for yeah. us. That'll, that, that'll probably be Yeah, next Wembley Stadium would be rad, too. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. 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 I like that. And because this is an Amazon music podcast, what is the last thing you bought on Amazon? I buy so <laughs> many things on Amazon. Do you ever do this? Like, you buy so many things and you try to, like, not let your brain remember what's in that box so you can be surprised by yes. it. Do you do that? <laughs> All the time. Like, don't Christmas think, don't think about it. Yeah. Just I, open it. I bought a foot massager. I love he's laughing. <laughs> I did. I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. Well, okay. <laughs> I love my wife so much, but she's just, she's tiny and her hands are small. My feet are big and she sucks at massaging my feet. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on Amazon for 350 bucks and buy this amazing foot massager. So that's what I bought. I don't, it's, if you would ask me prior okay. to that, it would have been baby formula. But yeah, it's yeah. A foot massager. Hey, I don't care how much you paid for it. It's worth every penny to not have her do that. Massage for, your feet. For her. Because if you approach her, a mama two right now with twins at home, and you say rub my feet, that ain't gonna go over well, That's, John. This is true. This is true. That's You're not gonna right, go over Kelly. well. I'm sorry. I'm glad you bought that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the right answer. Yes. Yes. I bought it for her. I bought this for you. Amazon oh. saving your marriage. That's right. That's great. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for coming and doing thank this you. with us. Oh, we love you. We really adore you guys. Fourth album is on the way. Brothers Osborne, everybody. everybody. Applaud louder. Oh, fill the ego. Mmm. They're such hands, yeah. especially John, which you kind of wouldn't expect. I mean, you think he's the quiet one and you would be wrong. <laughs> you would be wrong. We love those guys so very much. I love that they gave us the scoop that their next album is going to be self-titled. So you heard it here first. Do we actually know when this album is going to be released? We might, but I don't think we're allowed to tell. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> per usual. I need some milestones. I need to know, like, is it going to happen before? It is not going to happen before the 4th of July. 
before Christmas. <laughs> um, I mean, things could always change, but I have heard yes before Christmas. Okay. Well, that's good. And speaking of the 4th of July, we caught up with Brad Paisley last week and asked him about headlining Let Freedom Sing, Nashville's annual 4th of July celebration. Take a listen. You know, look, 4th of July is a tricky thing. When you, you We learned a long time early on, like, don't try to sell tickets on the 4th of July. Nobody wants to pay to go to a concert. So it's really fun to give back and just let this be free and play the town I live in. And let everybody just sort of celebrate the fact that this is where we live. It's a great place. Well, Brad's not the only one spending 4th of July downtown with a crowd. You're hosting the event again this year, correct? I am. Yay. I can't remember how many years I've actually done this now, but I'm going to say six, possibly, maybe seven years that I've had a chance to host this for the city. It's so much fun. The lineup is incredible. We've got Ben Rector. The War and Treaty are going to be playing. You know how much we love them. Tierra Kennedy is going to be out there. As always, massive fireworks display. And the Grammy-winning Nashville Symphony will be playing live with the fireworks. It is something to behold. Make sure that you can come down and see it if you're in town. What are you going to be doing for the 4th of July? I think I'm keeping it low-key. It's been a busy, busy two months with a lot of travel. Yes. Um. I'm typically at a baseball game somewhere, but this year I actually live downtown now and we have a great view of the fireworks. So I think I'm just going to have some friends over and there watch the fireworks. That's fun. Really low key. All right. I do not want to be in the crowd. Well, <laughs> at everyone all. <laughs> who is watching or listening all over America, happy Independence Day to all of us. Make good choices. Make sure that you are safe with your fireworks. Make sure that you're hydrating. If you're going to dehydrate with drinking, then make sure that you're hydrating. And absolutely no drinking and driving. Kelly always coming through with the mom advice. It's what I do. Always. (laughs) And to all of our British friends out there, um, you can't win them all. um, (laughs) But we really hope that you like country music. And that's what we can give you as our export in (laughs) in exchange for our freedom. So thank you very much. And have a great Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. I love you so much. We'll be back after the holiday with a new episode of Country Heat Weekly, where we'll be catching up with Kimberly Perry, talking about both her solo career and her impending motherhood. Yeah, and she is now finally moved to Nashville. We need to see how she's liking it here in the 615. I know. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. Hey, listeners, it's Will Arnett. Our podcast, Smartless, has crossed a milestone that seemed unfathomable when we started nearly four years ago as we've just released our 200th episode. Join us as we welcome that dynamic duo of hilarity, Steve Martin and Martin Short. You've seen them on screen together in The Three Amigos, Father of the Bride 1 and 2, and most recently, and Only Murders in the Building. Both are comedic geniuses in their own right, but together they are always electric. And this episode of Smartless is no exception. I don't know if I've laughed more in a single episode than this one. We discuss their career arcs both separately and as a comedy team, how they met, who is more difficult to work with, and what motivates them today. Is Steve a better banjo player than Marty as a singer? Find out on this bicentennial episode of Smartless. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Plus, you get to hear Sean cry. What a loser! What a loser!